Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Fatman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, good evening. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I am your host, Darren McDuffie, and welcome. Didn't have a show last week. I had internet problems, and I felt so lost without the internet. I don't know if you listening out there where you don't have your phone, you forget. You go to work one day, and you forget your phone, and you feel lost. I felt that exact same way and had some choice words for AT&T, but now we're back in the groove of things and should not have any problems with the uh, the show from here on out. And I have some interesting guests that are going to be coming on the show. Tonight I have Danny Walker, and we'll introduce her uh, in a few. And next week I'll have a young lady by the name of Melissa Bankley, and she'll be talking about um, body image. You know, certain people out there have body, body image issues, and she'll be telling you how to change those body image issues. I'm also going to reschedule the show with Victoria Taylor from themonklife.com. Uh, and I'm going to working with Victoria now on the schedule of that show, and she's pretty busy. And then the first week of February, I will have Dr. Tom O'Brien. He'll be talking about gluten sensitivity, which is a big show for me because I found out that I was gluten sensitive about uh, three or four years ago, and I haven't eaten gluten ever since then. And I was able to actually cure my arthritis. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be saying cure on the on the air, but I'm going to say um, remission. My arthritis went into remission just by giving up gluten. So those are some shows that are coming up in the future that you will definitely want to uh, tune in for. But tonight I have Danny Walker, and I actually followed Danny Walker secretly for about two years. She was one of the, the people that I started following when I didn't really know anything about the Internet. I didn't know anything about health, and I thought that she had a really interesting site. And we were kind of uh, on the same core principles of giving up prescriptions, me coming from the pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical background, I knew what prescriptions did, and her just being someone who helped her uh, significant other overcome a disease called sarcoidosis. So I'm um, very happy to have her on the show, and I'm just going to read uh, Danny's bio right here, and hopefully I can read on air. It just happens that when I get on air, I simply cannot read, but let's, let's try it. So Danny Walker from EducationBeatsMedication.com is a lifelong wellness warrior and creator of Education Beats Medication Total Wellness Series, where wellness professionals teach you how to think outside the prescription because your health depends on it. Her expertise is in natural healing, sarcoidosis, and online marketing. So that's just a brief bio of Danny Walker, and I'm going to bring Danny on, and we'll get started with the show. Good evening, Danny. How are you? I'm doing great, Darren. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Good to have you on the show. And I, I don't think you know that I stalked your website for about two years um, before actually <laughs> reaching out to you and getting you on the show. But I, in the back of my mind, I always had that I wanted to do something with nutrition. And I thought that maybe one day I'll start a show and maybe one day I will invite her on my show. And I'm glad to, that you uh, agreed to come on the show. Of course. I'm honored that you invited me. I think that's so cool. I love the Internet. You never know who's looking at your stuff. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So one of the things that intrigued me about what you did was obviously the sarcoidosis thing, but it was attached to someone, and I posted this on Facebook, and it was Bernie Mac. And I remember when Bernie Mac died, I was so sad. I thought he was a great comedian. He passed away in 2008. But I remember them mentioning mentioning an autoimmune disease called sarcoidosis. And at the time, I didn't really look it up. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I really wasn't that deep into the whole autoimmunity thing. And then as I started to study more about nutrition and get into autoimmune diseases, it started to intrigue me more, and I realized that you were an expert on that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on the show. And also the fact that for those of you out there that know that I am African-American, and I realized that from reading the research on sarcoidosis that it affects Caucasians as well as African-Americans, but in the African-American population, sometimes it can get uh, progressively worse, and that always intrigued me. So I really wanted to have you on the show to talk about it. Now, before we get into just talking about sarcoidosis, can you kind of tell me how you got on this journey and how you ended up um, understanding more about sarcoidosis and getting to the point where you wanted to just uh, take this this disease into your own hands, take your husband's disease into your own hands and, and, and find out a natural means to cure it or a natural means to put it into remission? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I feel like I really have been, a, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong wellness warrioress. I really am. I just, I'm a warrior. I'm just not going to give up and there's always got to be a better way. And so, I've always been more of a natural person and going, you know, if we have a scrape or a cut or the kids have a headache or they've got a cough or a cold or something, we always end up at the health food store first. So what happened was our kids were four and eight and, you know, we're, we're young, this young married couple and life is grand and, and you feel like all is well. I was 28 years old, Jack was 31, but he um, had pneumonia when he was a baby and so it was pretty common for him to get bronchitis and we, he, after, you know, 30-some years of, of knowing exactly what it's going to feel like to get bronchitis, he would feel it coming on, and we would go right to the health food store, and we'd do the colloidal silver and the wellness formula and this and that. Well, 2003 it was the fall of 2003. We ended up at the health food store for the bronchitis, and a few weeks went by. Sure enough, he, you know, he got through the bronchitis without any antibiotics, but he had these swollen lymph nodes that didn't go away, which that was not normal. And so we went back to the health food store and tried a 30-day cleanse and thought, well, maybe there's just a little bit of an infection still going on. And 30 days later, no, the lymph nodes were actually more swollen. And so then, you know, being the mom and, and just a woman, I think we worry more than men do about things like that. I started in my mind like, oh, my goodness, what if it's lymphoma or what, you know, the worst thing it could possibly be. We need to go to the doctor and get this checked. And so that was... Oh, gosh, late 2003, very late, like probably December that he ended up at the doctor just, you know, getting a blood draw and seeing what was going on, if it was an infection. And it wasn't until August of 2004 that he was finally diagnosed with sarcoidosis. Mm -hmm. And those six, seven months were a lot of doctor's visits back and forth. And we live in a really small rural community. So a doctor's visit to a pulmonologist or a rheumatologist or an ENT is a three-hour drive. And um, so he was doing a lot of driving back and forth and trying to figure out what was going on and getting poked and prodded and blood draws and you name it and scan, CAT scans. And finally they did a tonsillectomy because they could not figure out what was going on. They thought maybe he had this, you know, horrible infection in his lymph nodes and doing a tonsillectomy would help clear it out. 
and when they did that, they actually removed a, bio, removed a lymph node and did a biopsy on it, and it came out sarcoidosis was the diagnosis that we got. And I'll never forget the day, because I'd never heard that word before in my life. This, you know, it's a rare disease. Like you said, with Bernie Mac, Reggie White also died from complications due to sarcoidosis. Wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and people don't know because the thing is, is it's complications due to the disease. They don't just go right out and state, hey, he had sarcoidosis and that's what, you know, ended up killing him. But it's complications that are caused. They get pneumonia because it causes granulous tumors in your lungs or it can cause granulous tumors in your eyes, any organ of your body, lymph nodes, lungs, eyes, brain, um, your skin. And so anyway, Jack was diagnosed, with had this biopsy, and then... The Internet is either our best friend or our worst enemy. So I go home and I'm thinking in my mind, is that worse than lymphoma? I don't, what, in, what the heck is that? What does it mean? Is it autoimmune? Is it not? Which is a whole other controversy. Um, it's a very, it's a mystery, sarcoidosis is. And so because of that, um, kind of just like curveball in our life that we never saw coming, it really, it helped me It helps our whole family realize what's really important in life. It's not how successful your business is or what kind of car you drive or how big your house is. It's the time you get to spend with the people you love that are around you. Those are the precious moments that you might not get back. And that was like staring. It was in our face. I had no idea what was in store. Neither did Jack, but we were going to fight it to the bitter end. And uh, he did three years of medical treatment because we were scared. We didn't know what else to do. And after three years of medical treatment, he was on six medications. They wanted to put him on a seventh, and he was, you know, 34 years old. And he said, no, I, there's got to be a better way. And, and even if there's not, I'm going to trade this stuff in and just live a quality life without all these side effects for however long I can. Yeah, and I was that's been get five into, years. I was going to get into that. You said he had six prescriptions, and one of those was prednisone. And they use prednisone for a... Uh, a multitude of things, um, acne, yeah, just about everything. It's one of those everything drugs. Um, but if you see the list of side effects, were there any type of drug interactions? I know he was on six different medications. Were you ever afraid of any drug interactions with all those different medications he was on? Well, it's pretty much a guarantee there were interactions, but it's so hard to know which <laughs> It's like, okay, <laughs> he started playing that game. Is this a symptom of sarcoidosis or is this a side effect because I'm taking all these medications? And he, you can't tell the difference. And it's like, which one's worse? Would I rather have the disease or would I rather have, a, you know, the weight gain and, and the acne and the night sweats and the, you know, diabetes can be caused from these steroids and all these other, he was taking, oh gosh, all kinds of other medications. And then they wanted him to go on Lipitor because, not because of sarcoidosis, but because of the prednisone use, had his cholesterol borderline high. And so they want, that was the seventh medication they wanted to add. After three years of high-dose prednisone, which should never be the case anyway, they said, okay, now you need to go on this Lipitor. And it was just like, you know, he just felt like I'm going to be 40 years old on 15 medicines, and I just I'm not going down this road any longer. Yeah. So what made you? And I know a lot of people are it, they usually go that alternative route when there's nothing else. What mm-hmm. made you two decide to just say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore, and let's do this by natural means? And part two of that question is. How did you go about starting to do that? I know a lot of people, they're stifled when they 
when conventional medicine doesn't work for them, then they don't know what else to do and they give up. So if you could take both of those questions and kind of give us an answer on that. Yeah, well, Darren, first of all, it wasn't me who took that leap of faith. It's like total blind faith, right, because you really have no idea what's going to happen if you stop the medications and you don't listen to the doctors. It's like, oh, you know, who who has enough cojones, so to speak, <laughs> to do that? Because <laughs> yeah. doctors don't make you feel really good when you say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. It was Jack. Um, he, he, you know, had three years, and he was just, sick and tired of being sick and tired and I will never forget the day he came home at you know from the doctors that he was just like I can't believe this they wanted me to go on another medication and I'm like well what are you going to do and I, he just told me I'm he, he'd already said I'm not doing that I refuse and I want you to start weaning me off prednisone because you cannot just stop taking prednisone um, and so it took six months of that weaning uh, period to get him completely off because at that time he was on 40 milligrams a day and he'd been on even a higher dose than that for almost two and a half years, so it took a while. And and when he when he came home and he said that, there was like I felt like I was torn in two. Like half of me was like, "What are you doing? What you can you have to do what they say?" You know, he was going to a pulmonologist, a rheumatologist, an ENT, seen two MDs in our small town. You know, it was like he had this whole group of doctors that were telling him and, and do, giving them the best care they knew how. But, and he was just refusing any care from them any longer. And so I was scared to death. But the other half was like, I totally can back this. And I understand it's trading quantity for quality of life because he couldn't, he couldn't go for a walk with me. Um, you know, I mean, that for, for him, his experience with prednisone and these other medications was multiple side effects. And, the, of course, with the prednisone, tons of weight gain. He gained like 60 pounds in almost six months. Um, and he was just, you know, not sleeping well. He still had all the symptoms. The lymph, the granulous tumors did not stop growing. They still continued to grow in his lungs and his heart, around his heart and in his lymph nodes. And so he wasn't having positive results with drugs. So why add one more? And so that really um, forced me to start Googling and researching and reading PubMed. I don't know. Have you ever read a PubMed uh scientific medical published study oh yes i had to learn oh, that to how to read those things when i was in the pharmaceutical industry they can be if you ever need something to put you to sleep at night read a, <laughs> a medical study <laughs> yeah so it was like i would read one sentence and then i'd go back and google five words in that one sentence to try and decipher what the heck mm -hmm. does this mean you know and and that really started my journey i was just not going to give up my fear was that um you know, Jack might be Bernie Mac or Reggie White someday, or there's thousands of people that this disease has taken their lives. And it was like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to go without a fight. And he certainly wasn't going to go without a fight. And so we just started researching. And I swear it was like six months of research, endless research. And just trying, we were just, he was just open. I'll just try whatever comes my way. So we were back at the health food store, you know, researching online different diets, anti-inflammatory diet, eat right for your blood type diet, acid alkaline diet, what exercises to improve lung function, how to get your lymphatic system cleansing and pumping again, you know, all these different things. And on, it was about six months into it, probably a 3 a.m. late night or early morning research, and I finally got on PubMed and typed in the right keywords, you know, and it was like the holy grail of all the sarcoidosis research just and about diet and nutrition and exercise and natural and alternative options that we can do. And these are scientific studies. 
saying, you know, oxidative stress is linked to sarcoidosis. Well, we can totally beat that with diet. You know, um, these different exercises have shown to pr- improve lung, lung function. Okay, well, we can add that in. And so it was just a lot of trial and error, really. Um, yeah. and, but within 18 months from the day he refused any further medical treatment, he was in remission, and he's stayed that way ever since. Yeah, I found that crazy when I was reading through your website that he was on medication for three years, and then within 18 months, by natural means, his sarcoidosis went into remission. Mm-hmm. And for most people, they're not not—they're going to stick to that three years, and they're going to do more than three years on prescriptions before they actually uh, look into doing something alternative. So it's actually what a probably a little shorter time with the alternative means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the things I noticed, too, and when I saw the picture of Jack on your website, was and I'd always wondered this about Bernie Mac, and I don't know if these symptoms recur in, in in different people, but I noticed that face puffiness. And I remember when I used to watch Bert, the Bernie Mac show, I would always ask myself, like, why is his face puffy like that? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that same thing in Jack. Is that one of the telltale signs of someone who's <clears throat> suffering from sarcoidosis, or can they have other types of signs as well? Most likely, that's moon face from prednisone use. It's mm. one of the most common and quickest side effects that you notice when you start taking prednisone is you start retaining water, and, and they just call it moon face, and it's really, it, it really does that. It makes your face really round and look very puffy, and, and so that's what happened with Jack. What, visibly what we could see, see, we were, we were actually really lucky because I don't think we would have known he had sarcoidosis for years to come if, I, if we couldn't visibly see a, a growing lump underneath his chin. That's what raised the biggest concern for us, other than the aches and pains and, you know, cough and stuff that you just think, oh, I just have a cold or whatever. And you ignore those symptoms for a long time. But this growing lump under his chin and his lymph nodes was like, no, we need to pay attention and check this out. And uh, so, yeah, so then when he started taking the prednisone, then it was, you know, the weight gain and the moon face and all that came along with it. And that most likely is what was going on with Bernie Mac at the same time because he was being treated for sarcoidosis. Yeah. And that prednisone is, is to take, uh, I guess, to uh, rule out the inflammation or take the inflammation down? Yeah, the whole idea is that it stops the inflammation and stops the growth of those granulous tumors. Yeah, yeah. And for those people out there that are listening, inflammation is kind of the start of all disease. It's kind of like oxidative stress that causes the inflammation, and inflammation is the start of all of all disease. I don't care if it's cancer, diabetes, sarcoidosis, inflammation is behind all of that stuff. Um, let me, uh, just for those people out there, I see someone in the switchboard. If you have a question, just hit the one and y'all will bring you on the air to answer, ask your question. And the number to call in if you need to ask a question of myself or Danny is 646-716-9371. Again, Six four six seven one six ninety three seventy one. Now, when he was diagnosed with our sarcoidosis, you you went the conventional route, and then he started to kind of go the alternative route. Were there any points? Because I know sometimes when people go that alternative route or do it by more natural means, they start getting other types of symptoms. Was, did he ever get any other types of symptoms, or was it kind of smooth, a smooth transition from going from prescriptions to that more natural means of um, uh, putting that sarcoidosis into remission? Well, you know, for Jack, he, um, 
I wish he was on this line so he could answer that. But <laughs> from <laughs> what He's been asked that before. You know, we 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 were at the sarcoidosis conference, and we were honored enough to you know be able to speak at that conference. And I believe somebody asked him that exact same question. And there was a big, there was a six month process of that we, slowly weaning off the prednisone, and then they took him off a couple other medications. And you know, after six months, he was no longer on any of the six medications. And during that time, he was also doing you know kind of cha- eating cleaner. Not we were getting we don't we don't eat a lot of processed food. We own a restaurant. We grow our own, you know, we have a garden. We live in a small town that doesn't have fast food. So we, I like to cook, and we do eat really well. But he was trying to stay away from even white sugars and starches and things like that. And, um, and, and so over that six months, it was a slow process of kind of cleansing as he weaned himself off prednisone and trying to get rid of any of the leftover, you know, medications that might be in his system. And then the next 12 months was really getting into supplementing and, and, you know, daily exercise and, and eating, continuing to eat right um, and doing some other things like thermography to make sure that, there, you know, it's a non-invasive uh, scan that will read any inflammation in your body. And it's, it doesn't cause any radiation, and it costs like a couple hundred bucks compared to a CAT scan that can be like three to $5,000. So, I mean, there's lots of different alternative things that we found that helped him, but I would say for him because he he gave himself the time to stick with this alternative natural route, and he didn't jump right into it, you know, go straight from prednisone right into a seven-day cleanse or something like that. He slowly worked into it that his symptoms, he started improving within the first 45 days. He started noticing less aches and pains and coughing and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Were there any time where he just wanted to give up the natural means and just say, you know what, I want to go back to uh, this this whole prescription drug route? Um, no, because the prescription drugs didn't work for him. You know, mm-hmm. they never really did work for him. Prednisone never never start, stopped the grant tumors from growing, and, you know, they only caused him a lot of ill effects rather than positives. And so for him, you know, it was like, well, if this doesn't work, you know, I'm sticking with this if it doesn't work so be it. Now, you mentioned his diet and white sugars and, and things of that nature. Were there other foods that he just simply couldn't eat that he might have been sensitive to? Well, you know, I'm big on food intolerance testing mm-hmm. and uh, actually had the opportunity of, in, of interviewing Jeffrey Zavick from Immunolabs in Florida, and uh, he's one of the biggest, you know, does world tests people all over the world to see if they have any food intolerances. And I love that you shared that you um, are eating gluten-free because we just started doing that this year, actually, January is kind of like our New Year's resolution, to take gluten out of our diet and see what happens. Because even though Jack is in remission, he's, he's been a certified arborist and a tree climber his entire life. So he's had some falls and some things that have happened and, you know, dinged up his knees and his ankles and his back and stuff. And so he has this chronic pain and inflammation in his knees and his ankles really bad. So since we started this um, gluten-free diet, January 3rd, I think, was the day we started, he, that's what he's noticed most is just taking that gluten, that wheat, out of our diet. He has, like, he's, he can walk up and down the stairs without having to stop and, ow, you know, to to 
to pop his knee before he can make it all the way out there. So there are some, some things like that. But when, we, when he first started on his diet for sarcoidosis, the main thing was just getting rid of processed and sugars. That's what he did because they just are horrible for inflammation in the body, right? And go, eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and lots of leafy greens and salads and stuff. And that also helps cleanse your body from the you know, toxins, toxic buildup from the medications too. Yeah, gluten is the devil. I call it the devil. Yeah, when we were at the conference, we were, we were lucky enough to be able to listen to the Gluten-Free RN, and I can't remember her first name, but anybody can look her up, glutenfreern.com. Um, she spoke of, of gluten, and it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, we know this. Oh, we've talked about this before, but we've never really committed. So that's what really we were like, okay, we're going to commit to this and see what happens for at least 90 days. We do everything for 90 days um, and see. And we'll see if it's right for us or not. Yeah, I think if a lot of people tried it, it's just so that uh, bread is so prevalent every time you go somewhere. And that's the one of the things that stopped me for years is that I was just so yeah. in love with bread. And one day <laughs> I just started to commit myself, and I, I did it. And it had a very, as I shared at the beginning, just had a very um, positive impact on me um i was dealing with because i played basketball for so many years i um thought that the the arthritis in my knees was because of that and when i went off bread within seven days my knees felt like like i was 18 again <laughs> so wow. yeah and that's yeah. exactly that's what jack's experiencing right now he's like i can't mm-hmm. believe i i'm not hurting all the time you know and it's mainly his knees and his ankles so yeah that's amazing yeah, isn't it amazing how quickly seven days you noticed. In seven days, I noticed, and it's amazing how the body will actually heal itself, given, yeah. given the, proper, uh, the proper nutrients and taking away those foods that are actually bad for it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that, um, so on your website, you talked about this, and this is something. You have a lot of good slogans and things that I think I'm going to steal from you at some point. <laughs> But you refer to TIA, which is the, uh, and you can explain this, what TIA actually means, T-E-A. And this is one thing I wish that people would do more of instead of just going to a conventional conventional Western medicine and uh, trying that, and then if that doesn't work, then they just stop. So kind of explain TIA to us and how that actually helped you and your husband when it came to uh, sarcoidosis. Okay, so this is just totally made up off the cuff idea because everybody has a protocol, you know, like you hear in sarcoidosis Aiden protocol or Marshall protocol and, you know, these, and it sounds very official, um, but, but really it's, it's a practice, you know, they're going, okay, well, maybe this will work and we'll try this and see what happens. And so um, I'm like, I'm not going to come up with like Walker protocol or something for my, for what we did for sarcoidosis. So I really just called it try everything and anything, TEA treatment, because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I'm just being honest. It's not scientific. Uh, well, I mean, it's based by science because I did tons of PubMed research and, you know, different things like that to, to find the studies that really said this can work. We've researched it. But ultimately it came down to we're going to try everything and anything that comes our way because what if, and, and I have to share something with you, Darren. Jack's an eternal optimist. I love the man. He smiles every day. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, everything's, going crazy he's always got a smile on his face his worst days with sarcoidosis he was smiling but when 
right at the breakthrough point of him starting to have results, I was it was fi- it was a five year mark, and I was like, don't even try another. In my mind, don't. I was so defeated. Don't try another thing because I personally don't know if I can handle the disappointment when it doesn't work. I might crack. You know, like I need hope here. I need to see some results because I'm feeling like, you know, at any moment you could end up in the ER. Or, you know what I mean? And so it was, but, but I, for anybody listening, I seriously cannot, I just don't, never give up. And I say that from being in a place where I felt like if I were him, I would have given up. But right at that point where I was feeling that way, this, this, um, he'd been dieting, it was like, probably right at the one-year mark and where he was trying natural and alternative. He'd been going to a doctor of oriental medicine. He'd gone to chiropractors, naturopaths, holistic doctors. I'd been, I'd been interviewing functional medicine doctors and neuro, uh, neurological chiropractors and all these different people trying to figure out what we should do. And um, I was exhausted, but he, there was uh, some supplements that came into his life through a friend, you know, who, and, and the friend just said, hey, what if it works? And Jack's like, well, yeah, it's just food. It can't hurt me. And he started taking those supplements, and it, it was a combination of all the things we've talked about so far, exercise and diet and all those things. But those supplements gave his cells, in my opinion, they were so saturated with nutrition that his cells needed, that it gave them, his cells the nutrients they needed so then he could actually start really healing and making noticeable improvement and it was like three months later that he was completely in remission and the miracle for jack well the miracle for our family was that all three of the specialists he had been seeing for three years left him with he literally asked him what's what's the difference with my sarcoidosis and bernie mac or reggie white's right because that's he's a total football fan and you know i mean he's all about reggie white and and um and they said well Nothing else we can do is hope it burns out because sarcoidosis can burn out and then come back with a vengeance or never come back again. Um, and he just felt like, gosh, you know, I've listened and I've done everything you told me for three years and that's all you can really leave me with. Is we just hope, All we can do is hope it burns out. But, but your granulous tumors, your lymph, all these lymph nodes that are swollen, your heart, your lungs, your mediastinum, your, your, your lymphatic system will never go back to their normal size because they're fibrocystic. So when even though he started natural, in our minds, he was always going to have those, you know, big, that big tennis ball-sized lump of lymph nodes that were swollen under his neck, and he was always going to have them around his heart and in his lungs. There was, there, those were not going to go away. So we were just like, okay, let's just try and stop it from progressing any further. But within 18 months, I mean, you can see the pictures and you can see them in mm-hmm. person and, you know, on the videos and everything. And we write all about it in our book because people need to know there's hope out there. And there are alternatives that we won't hear about through Western medicine. And that's okay because there's other, other ways to go find the information. So that's yeah. kind of where that whole try everything and anything treatment came from. Just a silly name for it, really. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I like to put things together like that and just make it easy for people. Now, you mentioned supplements, and I wanted to get into that. Are there any go-to supplements that um, Jack uses to kind of keep everything in check? Well, there's some really simple ones that anybody can get anywhere, even at your local grocery store, that are amazing for sarcoidosis, um, amazing for a lot of different illnesses, but people, a lot of people who have taken turmeric, 
have have and I'm ta- I'm saying like even if you just go to the grocery store and you buy the spice off the shelf and you take a half a teaspoon morning and a half a teaspoon at night, you can put it in tea, you can just cook with it in food, have had great results um, with ocular sarcoidosis, uh, all different all different forms, all different organs that are affected. They've noticed uh, big improvements in you know pain relief and more energy and less coughing and aching which are pretty common symptoms for people with sarcoidosis. Um, So turmeric, simple one. Um, Ginger is another really great spice that's excellent. Um, It also helps improve uh, respiratory function and digestive system because like you talked about with inflammation, 70% of our immune system is in our digestive tract. So if something's not right with our digestion, it's a telltale sign of, you know, pay attention because, Eventually, that will manifest into a disease. It just will. Um, so ginger is really good. And then a couple of the things, we talked about oxidative stress. So right. the way we fight oxidative stress, our, is, our body even creates you know, free radicals and things like that. But the way we fight it is through our environment, of course, cleaning up our environment as best we can, not using toxic chemical products. Um, you know, we're big into, we really, fil- we filter our water. I mean, it's just, we just do. Um, and then using what we call a broad spectrum antioxidant supplement. So something that has um, foods, whole foods from all different colors of the rainbow. Fruits and vegetables, plants and herbs from all different colors of the rainbow. That's a broad spectrum antioxidant. And, uh, you know, we use one from, uh, it's actually from a network marketing company, but I know you can go to the store and find them. It's just really about getting a quality product that's not been overly processed. And what's that called? What's it called? Spectrumax is the product that Jack uses every day. Spectrum X. Spectra. So like the Spectra. Uh And Uh then M-A-X-X. Okay. Now, those, yeah, those are supplements. Is there anything that he did uh, with his diet? I noticed that you were on your blog that you were, or site rather, that you were, um, you had something on there with regards to the paleo diet. Is that something yeah. that he's following now? It, it's something we just started following as of the first of this year. So mm-hmm. when he first started um, going more natural, you know, an alternative, like I said, we eat pretty healthy anyway. We live in a rural town. I cook from scratch. You know, we grow produce in our garden. And we, we um, are, are big on trying to eat clean and eat green, I guess you could say. You know, no pesticides, no herbicides, because all those things wreak havoc in our, in our body. Our cells don't know what to do with pesticides and herbicides. They try to store them in the fat because they're toxic. Um, and so we buy our uh, grass-fed beef from a friend in town. We've bought uh, farm-fresh, free-range eggs from a friend of ours for five years. I love her. She delivers every Thursday on the clock. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, you just, we've just tried to be really conscious of what we, what we put on our skin and what we put in our mouth because ultimately, you know, it's either going to be good for us or it's going to be bad for us, one or the other. Yeah, I noticed that you talked about that, and uh, my girlfriend actually has a blog talking about cosmetics, but you talk about that as well. And that's yeah. one of the things I think with um, personal care products, especially with women, because they say women put on a ton of personal care mm-hmm. products, and I noticed that a lot of men are splashing on colognes and face creams and all of that other stuff. Can you talk about that uh, briefly? 
Yeah, and shaving creams. I mean, I dedicate a whole chapter in our book to this, and you get an audio with a chemist that really gets into it, and it's like, whoa, I had no idea. But um, science shows that women are like four times more toxic than men, and they, they, it just comes down to how many lotions and potions we put on ourselves every day. Uh, yeah. And um, and so when I found that out, you know, like, and, and I was and I was actually the the saddest part about the personal care industry is that it's the least regulated industry in the United States. So, like, if you go to Europe, there's over 1,400 different chemicals that have been banned from being used in personal care. Only 12 of those 1,400 have been banned in the USA. So, if you're not aware, you're poisoning yourself. There's just no way around it. So um, there's a really great site called skindeep.com that you can go to, and you can plug in any one of your favorite lotions and potions, or for men, the shaving cream you use, whatever it might be, shampoo. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Just plug in the name of it, and more, more than likely 90, 99.9% are going to be rated on there from 1 to 10, 10 being the most toxic, and they will go through every single ingredient and tell you exactly what it does, like causing neurological disorders or or endocrine disruptors or, you know, all different kinds of things. And they're, you're putting, the thing is, is we're putting them on every single day or we're brushing our teeth with it, you know. I'm telling my kids, go brush your teeth, trying to help them have good hygiene and stay healthy. But they're brushing their teeth with stuff that's propylene glycol, that's antifreeze. That's what that is. Uh, that's, that's actually causing their, their gums to decay. You know, just these ingredients that you read and you go, wait a minute, why would they ever put this in toothpaste? So it's all about being aware. Again, just same as what we put in our mouth is what we put on our skin. It can it can be good or bad for our, for our health. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we might have a question. Let me see if this person has a question. Caller from the 508, you're on the air. Hello? 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 Yes, yeah, caller from the 508, you're on the air. Where are you, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, yes, my name is Karen, and I'm calling from Massachusetts. Um, and I've had sarcoidosis for over 20 years. Uh, I've tried everything. Nothing works. I've tried to wean myself off of prednisone, and I get very, very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very weak. I get feverish. Uh, I have chills. It's just... I have mood swings. My poor family, they have to suffer so much. Now they're very understanding. Um, Before, even I didn't realize that I had such mood swings with uh, taking prednisone. Yeah. I take 20 20 milligrams a day. And if I go lower than that for about a week, even if it's only by one milligram, two milligrams, I get all of these terrible symptoms, and I wind up going right back, uh, and it just feels hopeless. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged to hear your story because I'm always looking still to see how can I get off prednisone because I have severe weight gain. Um, yeah. I have shortness of breath. That's um, It's probably the weight gain more so than anything else. Karen, so how long have you been on prednisone for the whole twenty years, or have they ever weaned you? Have you ever had a time where you uh, weren't? Yeah, when I first started out, they would give me, I'd say, sixty milligrams for a couple of days and wean me 
all the way off, then it was off. And then I'd have uh, episodes with my eyes, um, sensitive to light. Mm-hmm. And um, I began to learn, lose the nerve in the back of my eye, so I had to get on it or else I was going to lose my sight in my eye. So I went through bouts of that for some time. Uh, then Do I you take it in pill form? Not, in the, not eye drops, but actually in pill form? Yeah, the pill form. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pill form. And then I had times where I was, what is it, Olivia? Can I talk on the phone? Um, my ankles get swollen really bad. And so um, I'd have to up the uh, prednisone. And so I don't know if it was it's my diet or I just have a bad bout of it. It's just so difficult to try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and you're constantly just wanting to get better. Yeah. Um, and that's, so I think, to... that's the hardest. I know that, you know, I... I, we relate. I, it's you know, thank goodness hasn't been twenty years for us. But I think that you you get tired and then you have a you feel like you're having a flare up. And it could it could be that it's not your sarcoidosis flaring up. It's your body your body has become so accustomed that it actually needs the, that amount of prednisone every day because maybe your adrenal glands have shut off. And that's a pretty oh, common yeah. thing. Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, and so it's going to be for in in that case. It, there's things that you can definitely do, and diet could be a big one. Um, also, just hydration can be a really big one because prednisone can also you know cause just just medications in general can dehydrate you. Um, yeah. But po- proper hydration can be big to help. But ultimately, you know, most likely it'll be a process of going through some what feels like a horrible flare-up for a while. They call it the Herxheimer effect, and it's pretty common for a lot of people when they start either weaning themselves off medications or even start a new diet or something. You can start Mm. feeling worse before you feel better, and uh, it's pretty common. Yeah, so I wanted to know if if that's something your husband went through during his process. Did he get just feel terrible physically while he's weaning himself off of these meds, but he pressed through, and did he do a change of diet at the same time as he's yeah. weaning himself off? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So when he first started weaning, when he, they first started weaning him off, he was on 40 milligrams a day. And so the, the full amount of time, it took the full six months to wean him down to nothing. And, and during that time, um, he started paying more attention to his diet, like I said, staying away from sugars. Um, mm-hmm. because that's really caused a lot of inflammation. So it's like, okay, what can I do to help my body overcome the inflammation at the same time getting off this medication? And it's, it, it's kind of like a balancing act. But, um, and then, you know, no soda pops. Um, he's, he pre, we call it eating clean. You're just, you know, whole foods, fruits and vegetables, um, and then I have to say that I'm becoming a big believer of staying away from gluten because it really does cause a ton of inflammation. And I know Jack was the same as Darren. He loves bread. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's nothing better than a fresh piece of toast slathered in butter. And uh, and so that was a really big thing for him. But he's even noticed just in the last few weeks a huge improvement in how, how much um, less he has aches and pains. Mm-hmm. and. I think that's huge. It's, you know, just tr- I always tell people just try it for 7 to 10 days and see see if you notice a difference. If you do, keep doing it. And if you don't, right. 
you know, start eating bread again, whatever. Right, right. Now, hey, you have Karen. a website. I must have missed that information. Will you repeat yeah. that information about your website and so forth? Yeah, can you repeat that for Danny? Then I have to move on. Yeah, just just go to yeah. educationbeatsmedication.com, and you can actually get the first three chapters of our book and one of the audios that comes with it for free just by subscribing. Okay. Educationbeatsmedication.com. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. calling in. Thank you for calling in. All right, so... Um, move on. You um, mentioned something on your website I think it's really important too and I wanted you to kind of get you to kind of um, expand on that and I know this because I've been in the industry and I just want you to kind of hammer this home. It, you said that pharmaceutical companies don't want cures, only customers. Can you kind of elaborate on that statement? <laughs> We're both putting ourselves out there, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, that's what I believe. I mean, yeah. if we think about it logically, Okay, as a mother, I have my boys, and I want to take mm-hmm. care of them, and I don't want them to be dependent on anybody or anything. Um, and so what I see, the pharmaceutical industry is the, one of the largest trillion-dollar industries in the world, much like the oil industry. If everybody on medications today quit taking them, what's going to happen to their industry, their huge money-making industry. They pay for the universities to do the medical studies that you and I read on PubMed, by the way. 50% of all medications come from some natural form first. They find some, something in nature that they can't patent, so they can't make money on it. And they put it in a science lab and they say, study the heck out of this you know, grape skin or green tea or whatever it might be, and we're going to come up with a synthetic form and put a label on it and now but the but the the saddest part about it darren you and i both know they can say it cures something but i can't say green tea cures anything yeah they'll come after you yeah <laughs> yeah right. they will come after you. so i can say my husband's been in remission from sarcoidosis using natural and alternative treatments for five years but i can't say this is the cure for sarcoidosis they yeah. shut me down yesterday. So that's, I just really, in my heart, from my, our own experience and from seeing, I mean, we all know people in our life that we love dearly that are on 5, 10, 15 medications. And they are complete, they cannot get off those medications. They are completely dependent on them. Why? Because their body has become that way because one medication leads to another and then the side effects of those, you know, it's not 2 plus 2, it's 2, two plus or excuse me, 2 plus 2 equals 4, it's 2 plus 2 equals 20 with Uh all these drug interactions. So it's a vicious cycle, and I just think it's lining the pockets of the wealthiest people in the world because they want to keep you sick. Yeah, yeah, and I tell people this all the time. I said, you know what, the last thing we cured was polio. (laughs) And Jonas Salk, who invented the polio cure, caught hell for that. You can go and look at the... um, look at the research or Google it and find out how much hell he caught for that by giving the people a cure for polio because the drug companies realized they couldn't make any money off of it. And if you look at all the diseases that are out there right now, there's nothing that's been cured, and there's no intention of curing it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, heart disease and cancer and all these things that are killing millions and millions of people, 
I mean, they talk about they're going to make a cure and that's what they're doing all this research for, but in the last 50 years, it's only quadrupled. People are not getting better. So, yeah. 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 I mean, logically, if you just look at it logically, just do a little research and think about it, I think that, you know, you might just end up thinking that same thing. Yeah, and um, we're kind of winding down. I had maybe one or two more questions for you, but um, and that kind of brings me into the next question after we, we just talked about the pharmaceutical companies just warning customers. You have one of the greatest slogans, I think, and I was like, why did I never think of this? <laughs> but, but it says, permission to think outside the prescription, dare to think outside the prescription. Talk yeah. about that. Well, I feel like people need somebody to give them permission. Hey, it's okay. If you go to China right now, you will pay a doctor to keep you healthy. You will not pay him when you come to him and you're sick. Okay? So it's a whole different paradigm shift. It's a whole new way for our Western community and culture to think that it's okay to think outside the prescription. There's, it's okay to think that, hey, maybe a diet will help. or maybe. And I really believe this is, I see this as a growing paradigm. We are all ready to not have knee surgery and not have heart disease and not have diabetes and, you know, all these things. That, and, we're, and the information age is out there where we can connect with people like we're doing right now mm-hmm. and get that information and say, hey, what worked for you? Okay, maybe I'll give that a try. Or, oh, gosh, I don't know. I love my bread. I can't give up that bread yet. But I'll go. I won't drink my soda anymore. And so I feel like people need permission. And then they also need a little push, like a, some people just need to be challenged a little, like, okay, well, I kind of mm-hmm. dare you, you know, like, hey, what if, what if you try the, you know, you get a massage and, and it takes care of that back pain instead of the eight Advil you're taking every day? I mean, you know, just try it. What, what if? What if you take colloidal silver and you don't, and, and you end up not getting the flu or not getting the cold respiratory stuff that's going around all over the country right now, and you don't miss a day's worth of work, and you don't have to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic. I mean, what can that prevent? We don't even know. But just that the ability to just think outside the box and see what the rest of the world has to offer. Yeah, there's a ton of autoimmune diseases out there. I know people that have, like your husband has uh, sarcoidosis. I know people with lupus. You know, different types of diseases and rather than studying that disease and learning, excuse me, as much as they can about that disease, they will take that, they will take their health and just hand it to a doctor. And I think what people don't realize is that Western medicine is just one modality of medicine. There's so many other different modalities of medicine, but we concentrate on that one here in the United States because obviously that's the one that's going to make the most money when you do the prescription drugs and, and do do the other things. But if people would just take the time to learn and Google these things. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is that how did you do, kind of discern what if you were reading truth from, let's say, just hogwash? Like when you were yeah. Googling stuff, how did you make that determination? Was it a feeling that you got? Did you use your intuition? Because I know that that kind of stunts a lot of people when they're going through because what's happening now is that we have so much information out there is that you can bump into kind of uh, 
antagonize each other. You might have something you say, oh, oh this yeah. is the truth, and then you find something else and you say, well, I don't know what to believe. How did you know what to believe when it came to <laughs> sarcoidosis? Yeah, I actually say that in my book. Like, this could all be snake oil. I'm sure everything I say in here, somebody could contradict, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so intuition is really big, and I always try to confirm the source because, I mean, there's, we're in the information age. Anybody could I, could, I could never have sarcoidosis or never have been affected by it in my life and write a book about it and just falsify, like, you know. I mean, I, I truly believe that is actually happening right now with a certain protocol that's out there for sarcoidosis, and it's just so disheartening. But people, you know, again, are, are, are hungry for information. But so I always confirmed the source and that it was, you know, okay, if I read an article, it was like, if, it, if there weren't references at the bottom where they found these, this information to, to substantiate what they were saying, I didn't consider it, um, you know, good evidence to follow. Um, I've, I spent a lot of time on medical journals um, like PubMed and, you know, different things like that, um, researching and reading and deciphering, like becoming a medical investigator literally, um, trying to figure out what it all meant. And, and then full, just ultimately, like, using our, our intuition, like, okay, well, we just read this, and it sure, it's just, they just started, it was like getting all these different pieces of a puzzle. We had no clue what it looked like. But after five years of research, it was like, oh, this all fits together. I, I can see it now. But it didn't, it was all gibberish when I first started, you know. And, uh, and so that's what ultimately ended up being our, our total wellness series was um, Jack and I co-wrote the book together. So you get, you know, the perspective from him being the person with sarcoidosis and then me as the spouse being the one who was like, you're not sick, you look fine, get up and go to work, you know. Um, Or, you know, scared to death that he was going to die at any moment. Just all that stuff. And then you get the step-by-step stuff that really did work in those five years, all this trial and error. You get what really did work. But the greatest thing is I, I ended up seeking out people like you who who knew okay this works i'm you know the neurological chiropractor one of 600 in the united states dr michael grudadaria i interviewed him i recorded the interview and when you when you get that's part of the total wellness series is we're not the experts we didn't go to medical school but there's functional medicine is where i really hope western medicine is headed and that's treating the underlying cause rather than masking the symptom with a with a prescription um and and that's where all these people come from, the naturopath, the chiropractor, the neurological chiropractor, the immunologist, all these different, there's 10 different audios that come with it. And you get to learn from them about what's really going on in the medical field and what's really, what science is really showing can improve your health naturally. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're about to wind down now. Um, just the last question for you. If I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis tomorrow, what would be the first two, uh, so let's say first two to three things that I would, I would need to do in order to kind of get a hold of the disease and, and have a, a chance for it to go into remission? Well, I would say... Get a food intolerance test because food allergies and food intolerance are two different things. And find out if you do have gluten sensitivities or cinnamon. I mean, it could be anything, apples, that are causing some kind of inflammation in your body. So food intolerance test would be number one because it gives you a really good base to start with. And then from there, you know, go clean eating. 
stay away from starch foods, the soda pops, uh, you know, high sugars, high fructose corn syrup, all those additives, frankenfoods, and go, go with more fruits and vegetables, whole grains, um, you know, nuts, avocados, uh, clean meats that aren't full of pesticides and things like that. And then um, I talk about people, you know, with exercise, everybody's in a different space, but if you can just walk for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, whatever you can do to exercise. If you can't walk because it hurts your knees, your ankles, if you can bounce on a little trampoline called a rebounder for five minutes at a time, three times a day, that'll get your lymphatic system moving. So food intolerance, diet, and move. Move. Move your butt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It will do your body wonders. Yeah, for those of you who are listening out there, I actually do two podcasts. This is a live one, and next Wednesday we'll have Danny on the Wellness Warrior podcast, which is another one that I do with a young lady in California named Diane Kayser. And we'll get a little bit more in, in depth on that um, podcast. This is a lot of information, but if you want to check out the Wellness Warrior podcast, you can download that to iTunes as well as this show um, as well and listen to both of them that way you will have two different formats that you can listen to, or the same format, but two different podcasts where you can kind of combine ideas. So I'm looking forward to that show next week as well with uh, Danny. Um, and Danny, can you tell people your website one more time? Yeah, educationbeatsmedication.com, or they can look me up just by my name, dannywalker.com, D-A-N-I walker.com. Okay, and there you have it. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on the show. I thank you. If I've interviewed uh, a lot of people since I've started, and if I could say one person that kind of uh, is the female version of me, it would be you. Oh, <laughs> thank have, you, Darren. <laughs> we actually have the same beliefs in in what we we actually believe, and I think that the way things are going now, a lot of people are starting to wake up. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and and, and uh, providing your expertise. Yeah, well, it's always nice to speak to somebody like-minded. It gets, it gives me some energy. It's wonderful. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on the show, too. Thank you. And like I said, I'm looking forward to talking to you again next Wednesday. So yep. thanks again All for right. being on the show. And for those of you that are out there listening, next week I will again have Melissa Bankley on the show, and she will be talking about how to love your body. For those people out there that may have body image issues, hope that you tune into the show and hope that you keep tuning into the show. And the show is live, but you can always go to iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search bar, put in Fat Man Radio, and I should come up and you download those shows. And that way you can listen to the shows whenever you want to. I usually listen to podcasts myself when I'm working out or when I'm just sitting around the house or I'm out in the yard working. So that's a great way to learn while you listen. So. Again, Danny, thank you for being on the show, and I hope in the future we can have you come back. I know I wanted to talk to you about diabetes, and we didn't get through that today, but at some point I think we'll we'll do another show and, and talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. All right, everybody, have a, a good evening, and I will see you next Wednesday, same fat time, same fat channel. Peace.